This is Steve Hiles welcoming you to episode 22 of the Teacher Rockstar podcast, a place where tips and strategies critical to the new teacher are discussed. In today's episode, we will be discussing how to create an engaging lesson for students. It is very likely that you have found yourself in the middle of a discussion where people are not being completely attentive. It makes us cringe almost, and when we know we are telling something important, we want their attention. Well, kids aren't a whole lot different than adults. If they aren't absorbed by what's going on, they'll find something else that truly interests them. As a teacher, getting all your students focused, eager, and on task at the beginning of class is challenging enough. Equally problematic, once you have them locked into a lesson, is watching them zone out. There's nothing unusual about that. After all, anyone who has to sit through a long routine is bound to drift off at some point. Still, unless you manage to capture and keep students' focus, whether at the beginning of or midway through class, the engine of student learning that you are trying to drive simply isn't even in gear. Now, before we continue our discussion, here's a word from our sponsor. You know, I am so excited to announce that the Teacher Rockstar Academy course presale is on through April 30th, 2021. This course is specifically created for the brand new teacher, ideal for the student teacher, and perfect for the teacher returning to the classroom after an extended absence. Learn how to supercharge your classroom management skills and crush it during the first days of school. Learn more and take advantage of this money-saving opportunity today by going to TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. That's TeacherRockstarAcademy.com. And start making a difference for boys and girls. Okay, let's dive right in. I often see teachers with the same question and yet no exact answer about how they can get their students to pay attention or for the sake of discussion how teachers can make their lessons more engaging for students. If you are a primary grade teacher, let's say, you must have asked this question or might be looking for an answer right now, but do you know where this and all the other questions are answered? I have listed 10 ways your learning methods can become more fun and engaging for your class. Let's take a look at number one. Start class with a brain warm-up. A classic warm-up is to ask students to find the mistakes planted in material written on the board. You can use this idea in any subject area, but instead of asking them to work silently and alone, now this is the thing here, okay, instead of asking them to work silently and alone and then debrief in a classic question and answer session with one student at a time, while many sit inattentively, use a mix of collaboration and competition to eliminate what could potentially become dead time. Organize teams of three students, let's say, and ask them to work together quietly and raise their hands when they think they have found all the mistakes. After the first team signals it's done, give a bit more time and then have teams indicate with their fingers together on the count of three the number of mistakes they found in their work. The team that found the most describes its answers until another team disagrees politely or until they are finished. Okay, number two, use movement to get kids focused. And I really highly recommend this one. Ask all students to stand behind their desks and join in 
a simple choreographed physical movement. Because most kids find it invigorating and it's easy to monitor full participation. It may become one of your favorite ways to get kids focused and kill dead time. For, for the primary grades, teach hand clapping patterns to accompany a chanted verse or a set of math facts. Add foot stomping or hand clapping with a partner to create variety. For the middle grades, create a rhythm with finger snapping and hand clapping, which you model and they echo back. Vary the rhythm and pattern in intervals of 15 to 20 seconds to challenge them to pay attention and join in. Now for any grade, including high school for that matter, offer a seventh inning stretch or the cross crawl. To do the cross crawl, stand up and begin marching in place, raising the knees really high. As you raise the left knee, reach across your body with your right hand and touch the left knee. Then do the same for the left hand on the right knee. Continue this pattern for a minute or more. You can also vary it by, say, having kids clap their hands over their heads between each set of knee touches. Okay, number three. Teach students how to collaborate before expecting success. And I can't reiterate this enough. You know, it, you know, collaboration and cooperative learning, for that matter, has to be explicitly taught, okay, and modeled, obviously, by you before you actually give them a, give them a mission. Um, at any rate, doing project learning and other team-based work without prior training or modeling can lead to lots of dead time. You can nip much of this in the bud by teaching collaboration skills before projects get started. And I would really highly recommend that you do this. You don't need to use an activity related to your subject area to teach teamwork. It could be anything. One way is to give teams of students a pair of scissors, two sheets of paper, 10 paper clips, and a 10-inch piece of tape, and ask them to build the tallest freestanding tower in 20 minutes. Prior to the activity, Create a teamwork rubric with students, which reviews descriptions of desired norms and, and behaviors. And incidentally, I would have this on an anchor chart, visible to all students. While half of the teams are building the towers, you might want to have the other half of the students stand around them in a circular or fishbowl configuration as silent observers. Debrief afterward and train the observers to give a positive comment before a critical one. For example, I like that they blank, whatever it was, and I wonder if they could also have blank, okay? Switch the observers with the tower builders and see if they can do better, and then debrief again. Number four, use quick writes when you want quiet time and student reflection. When interest is waning in your presentations or you want to settle students down after a noisy teamwork activity, Ask them to do a quick write or a short journal writing assignment. For primary grade students, you could ask what was the most interesting part of today's science lesson or what was confusing about the math lesson. For intermediate grade students and above, try prompts such as summarize what you've heard, predict an exam or quiz question I could use uh, based on this material, defend one of the positions taken during the prior discussion, or you could come up with your own depending on the class and subject you are teaching. Teachers often avoid giving this type of assignment because assessing them regularly can be overwhelming. Manage this load by having students use a green or other color pen 
to circle one entry from the week you guarantee you will read. Occasionally, have them write a few sentences next to their entry explaining why they want you to read that particular one. Let them know that you will read the passages marked in green and that, time permitting, you might read the rest. Before we proceed on, we have another word from our sponsor. Would you like to jazz up your writer's workshop with an amazing lesson that your students will really love? Well, right now, grab a free copy of my Let's Write a Book activity. Engage your students by having them create their very own mini-book. The resource comes complete with templates and step-by-step directions. All you have to do is simply go to GetStartedOnTheRightFoot.com. That's GetStartedOnTheRightFoot.com. Your students will feel proud knowing that they are authors of their very own book. Okay, let's discuss point number five. Run a tight ship when giving instructions. Now, I can't say this enough. Very critical here. Preventing dead time is especially important when giving instructions. There are a lot of great ways to ask for your students' attention, but many succeed or fail based on how demanding you are of the final outcome. Whichever method you choose before you begin speaking, it is critical to require, number one, total silence, two, complete attention, and three, all eyes on you. Okay, now make sure you always keep this in mind, okay? When you introduce this routine to students, do it five times in a row. Announce that in a moment, you will briefly let them talk among themselves, and then you'll give them a signal. You can count out loud from one to three, ring a bell, and so on, and wait until they are perfectly ready for you to speak. In the first two weeks after starting this routine, remind students often what's expected, to hold everyone accountable for listening the entire time. Make it clear that you will never repeat your instructions after you have finished going over them. Okay, very important point. Okay, number six. And I've used this personally in my class uh, many, many times, constantly actually. Use a fairness cup to keep students thinking. The more you can manage your classroom to be a supportive environment where students are encouraged to take risks without fear or being put down or teased, the easier it will be to use your fairness cup regularly without feeling that you are setting students up for failure. Okay, now here's how it works. Write each student's name on a popsicle stick and put the sticks in a cup. To keep students on their toes, pull a random stick to choose someone to speak or answer a question. Now, important here, when you begin using your fairness cup, prepare a range of questions, some of which all your students can successfully answer. This strategy allows the bottom third of your class to get involved and answer questions without being put on the spot, and I think that's very important here. Moving on to number seven, use signaling to allow everyone to answer your question. To help ensure that all students are actively thinking, regularly ask questions to which everyone must prepare at least one answer, letting them know you expect an answer. Then wait for all students to signal they are ready. For example, in math, you could ask, how many ways can you figure out 54 minus 17 in your head? Or, to review a presentation, ask, how many key points of this presentation are you prepared to describe? By asking questions that allow for multiple answers or explanations, you are differentiating instruction. 
everyone is expected to come up with at least one answer, but some may come up with more. To convey the number of answers, students can use sign language, such as holding a hand to the chest so their hands aren't visible to their neighbors and displaying one or more fingers to represent how many answers they have. This technique precludes students from bragging about how many ideas they thought of or how quickly they are ready. You can then call on volunteers who want to share their answers with the rest of the class. Moving on to number eight, use minimal supervision tasks to squeeze dead time out of regular routines. For example, tasks that require minimal supervision add purposeful activity during moments that might normally revert to dead time. They come in handy when passing out papers, working with a small group of students, handling an unforeseen interruption, addressing students who didn't do their homework, or providing work to those who have finished an assignment before others. Okay, uh, while you pass out papers, ask students to do, do a quick write or to pair up and quiz each other on vocabulary words. Also, train students to fess up if they didn't do their homework. That way, during class uh, homework review, these stu students won't automatically be wasting time. Okay. Instead, they'll immediately move to these prearranged minimal supervision tasks. For example, you could ask them to study a review sheet, summarize a reading passage, read the day's assignment ahead of time, or create and study vocabulary words or other content. You might find students suddenly doing their homework more often <laughs> rather than face this extra work. Number nine, mix up your teaching styles. To keep students involved and on their toes, you know, try to move from teacher-centered learning to student-centered active learning and vice versa. Now here's how. Introduce a presentation by having students pair up, talk to each other about their prior knowledge of the presentation, and generate a list of four questions, let's say, for which they want to know the answers. Make quick rounds to remind all students to stay on task. To encourage active listening, provide students with a list of important questions in advance. Interrupt the presentation with a quick write, and then have students pair share by asking them to compare their entries with a neighbor. Pull sticks from your fairness cup to choose pairs of students to present their thoughts to the class. And this leads us to number 10, our last point here. Create teamwork tactics that emphasize accountability. By insisting that students ask three before me, this is very powerful here, my friend. You make it clear that they are expected to seek assistance from all members of their team before they turn to you. Here's how. To reinforce this rule, when a student on a team wants to ask you a question, you, the teacher, always ask another person on the team whether she knows what the question is. If she doesn't, politely walk away and the team will quickly understand what you expect. Another way to emphasize accountability might be to say, when you think your team is done with the task, find me within 30 seconds and tell me. This strategy shifts the accountability to the team for being on task. Well, this brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hiles. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to these tips and strategies on how to create an engaging lesson for students. When you get a moment, please visit my blog and subscribe to my newsletter for the latest educational research, 
freebies, and other goodies at stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. That's stevesclassroomresources.blogspot.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us at the Teacher Rockstar Podcast. And if you'd like to support us, please feel free to share our podcast with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. That would be really, really super cool. Thanks again, my friend, and we'll see you same time, same place next week. And remember, you got this.